0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning with Lyle and Mon. And not only is this The Breakfast Show, but this is also the delayed broadcast. So if you're wondering why the news stories might seem a little old, then that's because you are behind the times. And of course, there is a great way to catch up and listen to the live show where you can participate in the quiz and you can participate. You can call in on any subject you want and be a part of the program. So don't forget our number is 1-800-324-843 and you can call us anytime you like to talk about anything that you like. It is an open line and of course we will try and answer your questions directly from the Bible wherever we can. However, coming up on today's show, an exciting program for you. We're going to be talking about about Al-Shabaab and its involvement in Kenya. Where there is a growing Kenyan Al Shabab movement. Al Shabab, of course, uh, simply being translated as the youth or The Guys, Uh, quite a powerful movement originating out of Somalia, has pledged allegiance to Al-Qaeda and uh, has been creating some significant disruption in our world. And of course, uh, Monica is heading right there to Kenya where a lot of that uh, disturbance took place. So a reminder to keep the Faith FM team in your prayers as they make those kinds of plans now of course uh, to listen to the show online uh, the easiest way to do it is through your mobile device your phone uh, simply download a radio app we like the tune in radio app uh, you can get the free version and you just do a search for faith fm australia and make it one of your favorites simply press, press play run it through your car stereo with an auxiliary cord or bluetooth you are up and running Uh, But also coming up in today's show, coming back to other stories we're going to be talking about, we have back on the show again for the first time this year, David Stojic talking about Christmas period... Christmas-era depression. So depression often sets in around Christmas time and continues through into this part of the year, and so he's got some very, very useful information to share in relationship to that, as well as information on his upcoming programs that he is running here in the local community. That's coming up. Also, we're going to be talking about Satan's seat or Satan's throne. We were talking about uh, the... um, the story of uh, Pergamos and Balaam and the talking donkey. Um, that's all coming up later in today's show. And, of course, our question of the day is, do aliens exist? So much that and so much more. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Next. I know what love is and I want it.
1: I know what love is and I need it. So when I'm deprived, I get tired. I think that's just the way I feel wired I know how it speaks I know how it treats me I know it's touch and I need it so So When I'm deprived I get tired I think that's just the way I feel wired I know it believes I know the hope that it sees I know it will give its life for me I know its voice and what is lovely to me Though nothing's stronger, it sounds like a melody
2: Sure
0: Welcome back, guys. That was Melissa Otto with I Know What Love Is Here on Faith FM. And we are about to kick off the day, which means that you need to get your brains into gear for the quiz. We had a tough one yesterday.
3: Yeah, we did. Um, A couple of people got it, but they uh, had already answered the quiz within the last month, and so they didn't get a prize. Um, they
0: certainly got it for bragging rights. Yeah, well got bragging rights left, right and
3: center. So good on them. Uh, Today's quiz, I am going to make it a little bit easier. Maybe because yesterday was Hump Day, so you know, middle of the week, brain started to collapse. Uh, so today's quiz is a "What am I?" quiz. Sorry, sorry, not "What am I?" Who am I? Who am I? Mm-hmm. Uh, the first clue is First Timothy chapter two verses thirteen to fourteen says that I was deceived. Do you know who it is, Lyle? Mm. he's well, having a crack see. at it he's writing something down what's he writing he is correct Lyle has it correct give us a call now 1-800-FAITH-FM one eight hundred three two four eight four three. if you would like to have a crack at that and win the prize this morning Oops, sorry, I'm sorry. Your phone is talking
0: there. What is your, My, I'm what is sorry. your phone taking? I
3: really need to get better at the new way that they've done the algorithm on Instagram. Uh, if you would like to actually go on our Instagram, it's FM Live. Uh, that's our handle, and you can check out our Instagram page. And there's little videos that I pop up, so sometimes I video us while we're talking on I air. They, I don't think
0: they had radio in mind when they wrote that algorithm. Yeah. It's just thoughtless.
3: We should write into it's them. It's terrible. We should just write into I can't them. can't believe the
0: Instagram would do something like that. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so sometimes you get a little playback as you end up posting it.
0: Ah, Instagram algorithms have been dodgy for <clears throat> a while now. Yeah. Four years.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's been going downhill. But, Lyle, mm-hmm. let's get to the point where I try and back you in the corner. <laughs> okay,
0: all right.
3: Take <laughs> okay. your best shot. Bring okay. it on, mine. Okay, Bring here it we on. go. This is our good news story. It's maybe. Have you heard of Chick-fil-A? No. Okay, so it's a fast food joint in America. It's very famous. Um, it's climbing up. It's very famous. Cl- yeah, it's climbing up. Never heard of it. Um, the, it, well, it's because you're Lyle Southwell. But it's climbing up <laughs> alongside, uh, you know, places like McDonald's and KFC and so forth. Uh, the difference is it's actually run by a Christian. And unlike most fast food chains, it actually stays closed on Sundays for religious reasons. Okay. So across the country, you won't find a Chick fil A that's open on a Sunday. Wow. Yeah, it, it, very incredible. And so, and it's funny because people, have come to respect it for that reason, Mm -hmm. um, instead of there being a backlash. However, there is one Chick-fil-A in Alabama that decided to open their doors on a Sunday uh, as a means of granting the birthday wish of a 14-year-old boy.
0: So, it's just a one-off.
3: One off, they open their doors. Mm -hmm. So you have to remember, the reason they close on a Sunday is because they don't know the Sabbath truth about Saturday being the real Sabbath. So they're observing Sunday as a Sabbath. That's why they're not doing any business. Mm -hmm. So they're basically deciding to break the Sabbath by opening up their doors to have a birthday party as a special request for a 14-year-old kid. Yeah. Go for it. Really? Absolutely. Why? It's not the Sabbath. If, but you have to remember that in their minds it is the Sabbath.
0: Yeah, okay. And, and and I can see where you're coming from. I think there's probably two sides to this story. Um, one of them is that from my perspective, Sunday is, is just a normal business day like any other day. And what you choose to do on that day, you know, go nuts, go hard. Uh, there's nothing we have in the to Bible remember that Sunday. Sunday is not, you know, is mentioned in nine places in the Bible, there's no command anywhere in Scripture to worship on Sunday, whereas Sabbath is, you know, is from one end of Scripture to the other. You know, even Jesus himself in Matthew 24 commands us to keep the Sabbath all the way down to the end of time. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 66 that the Sabbath will be kept for eternity, and that's the Saturday Sabbath, um, not Sunday.
3: Okay, but you have to remember that you know God winks at our ignorances, right? And so to these people, th- like let's yeah, just so, uh, let's just be so, so, kind okay, and right, assume so, so that so they don't know that it's him the are, wrong day.
0: That they are making a spiritual compromise.
3: Well, let's just say they don't under they, they don't know that the Sabbath truth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let's just say that um, you know, and they'll be held accountable to all they know. Which and let's just be nice and assume that all they know is that Sunday is the true Sabbath. So when they break it, you know they like you know, the know Ten Commandments don't break the Sabbath. So let's just assume that this was, let's just treat it as if it was actually happening on a Saturday.
0: Yeah, well, that would be, okay, and and here's the thing, and this sort of goes through my mind. There's nothing wrong with, you know, having a celebration of thanks to God for another year of life, i.e. a birthday on the Sabbath day.
3: But if it causes and, a, a place you know, of business in, in, to be open in our
0: church, in our church, you know, we will often, you know, sing people a happy birthday, bring out a cake, etc. Um, on Sabbath. You know, after the church service is over, while we're having the fellowship meal, to thank God for another year of that person's life, I think that's fantastic. What the Bible does speak against, and you'll find this very, very clearly, the Bible says that the Sabbath day is not a day for doing business. You know, Nehemiah, um, the last chapter of Nehemiah, Nehemiah 13 has a whole chapter dealing with this issue. And it's like, no, this is not a day for doing business. This is God's holy special day. This is a day for worship. And you are missing out on the blessing of the Sabbath. And you are profaning the Sabbath day um, and, in effect, rebelling against God when you break the Sabbath by doing business on the Sabbath day. So hey, the Bible is crystal clear on that. You know, we need to you know stay, steer well clear on of um, doing business on the Sabbath. Okay, day. so let's right, say so you let's...
3: opened a restaurant, right, and mm-hmm. someone asked you to open it on the Sabbath for mm-hmm. a kid's birthday. Would you do it?
0: It would be a very, very um, difficult circumstance for some for myself to open a a restaurant on a Sabbath day, simply because of the environment it creates. Now, you can open a restaurant without doing business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can use it as a location for having a, a fellowship lunch because you know restaurant hall whatever people sitting around eating and fellowshipping. Um, it 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 potentially could be done in a way that you know is not breaking the. But even still, in my mind, and this is and this is my opinion. This is this is me talking right now. I find that um, the restaurant atmosphere. It's just different from the atmosphere you get in a hall having fellowship lunch. It is, yeah. And it's not an atmosphere that I find conducive to an atmosphere of worship and... And, um, you know, giving honor to Carl. Well,
3: Lyle, I've enjoyed watching you squirm, but I'm now going to tell you the rest of the story. <laughs>
0: so this. Well, I was trying to, I was trying to, I was trying to give these people as much benefit of the yeah, doubt yeah, as I okay. possibly could.
3: Well, this young, this young boy, he has cerebral palsy and autism. And, uh, and he loves Chick fil A and he dreams of working there one day at the drive through. And so they, they, um, they rang up for Chick fil A and asked, you know, can we have the party there? And they were like, sure, of course you can. They didn't actually conduct any business. Um, the staff still came in, but just to bake cookies for the party and then they had the drive through window open and, and they just gave out free cookies to whoever drove through. It didn't actually like fulfill any orders. So yeah, isn't that sweet? it's very, yes, nice. very nice. But I enjoyed watching you squirm in the meantime. <laughs> well, I want to tell one extra story before we move on. Uh, this absolute hero granny. This granny, I kid you not, she's my new favorite hero. So there's a grandmother who at the beginning of last year, beginning of 2018... Made a New Year's resolution, and uh, just, by the way, it's now about two weeks into the new year, and I'm just wondering, you know, check up on all your people out there who made your New Year's resolutions. How are your New Year's resolutions going? Give us a call one eight hundred Faith FM. Tell us how they're going. Have you already quit? Are you going strong? I want to know. This grandma, she made a New Year's resolution last year that she was going to clean trash off. 52 British beaches 52 she she was going to clean one beach a week in Britain so she's a British nanny Granny. That's awesome. That's awesome. And she did it. She even cleaned beaches on Christmas Day in order to achieve Does her goal. they have
0: 52 beaches in that, That's the astounding bit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they
3: have 52 beaches. But she traveled the country like one end to the other, I guess, in order to find them and basically collected litter in uh, all these beautiful beaches, Coverack, um, Cornwall, Blackpool Sands, Devon, just didn't stop. She must and- have been rugged up. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. She had all the equipment. She was like, you know, wearing, um with bin bags, rubber gloves, uh, and a litter picker. And uh, and you know, in and the pictures, she's got like scarves and beanies. And <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's how you go to the beach in
2: England. <laughs> but she
3: says, I'm driven to try and protect our living planet for my children and grandchildren. And I will continue to do everything in my power to achieve that. The cool thing is, now that she's done this for a year, she's cleaned a beach a, y- a week for a whole year. She's now just in the habit of it. She's like, do you know what? I'm not going to stop. Now it's become part of her lifestyle. So now she just goes around cleaning beaches.
0: You would have to ask yourself the question, how many beaches are there in Britain? So how many people do you need to follow this example? And you'll have clean beaches right across I Britain. I know.
3: I was thinking you the know, same thing. I'm, I'm, Can you imagine even if a small percentage of Australians but yeah. like, do you know what? Let's all clean a well, beach a week. We have a lot of beaches. I know, but we-, we have a
0: lot of coasts. Yeah, and but we, have, we like, don't swim n- at all of them. We don't beaches. swim at
3: all of them, do we? No, this is true. And, there's a, and we all live by the coast, so it's actually easily accessible to us. And
0: the remote beaches aren't that- Literally. Can you
3: imagine, even if, I don't know, even if 500 people in Sydney were like, let's all clean a beach a week? There's not oh, that yeah. many beaches to go around, yeah. actually. If you think about it like that, like we would have the whole country spick and span in no time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to challenge you. If you are heading is to a inspiring. beach. Yeah,
0: it's inspiring. Yeah, absolutely inspiring. It is. Clean it, your local beach. Clean
3: your local beach. Just next time you go to the beach, take a bin bag with you, fill her up.
0: Just and all those, out. all those bottles you can recycle them for months. I know they're now buttons, popped yeah.
3: up everywhere. Little, yeah. I made seventy bucks recently. I took all my plastic bottles down to one of those little bottle recycling stations. They've now have now built in had the a car lot park. Of plastic bottles. I did. I had like several shopping trolleys full, but it was great fun, and I spent up big afterwards. I tell you what. <laughs> anyway, great inspiring story. Give us a call if you have any inspirational stories that you would like to share with us. The sun comes.
0: Guys, that was Calvin Kesley, Kelsey, with ten thousand <laughs> reasons uh, here on Faith FM. We'll get it right there. One, what's the next clue
3: for our quiz okay, this morning? Okay, I, hang on. Where I put? Oh, here it is. <laughs> uh, okay, I've got it. Who am I? Clue number two. I hid from God. Who's hiding from God? Mm, a number be, pe- number, number <laughs> of people hid from
0: God, but. Uh, or tried to do so. A number of
3: people probably hiding today, even. Yeah,
0: a Bit of a fail, right there. Yeah,
3: who famously hid from God in the Bible? Mm-hmm. Give us a call if you know the answer. One eight hundred Faith FM.
0: Okay, so some a number of big uh, news stories at the moment, but one of them, of course, is the temperature spikes that we've been seeing around Australia, oh. uh, with some ridiculously high temperatures. Hang on,
3: speaking of the temperature, Marta, producer Marta, has the temperature gone up yet? Because Lyle said we can turn the aircon on if it hits twenty four. And I'm pretty sure such it's like a softie,
0: such a softy. Such
3: a softy. Softy? You're the softy. You're the, the, you're, Lyle literally was like, it's so cold. I actually got sick yesterday. I went home with the cold. That's soft right there. That's soft. But go on, See, Lyle. See, God
0: has given us a beautiful, warm day. Why should we mess it up by switching the air anyway, I think
3: everyone on. agrees with me there. Moving
0: on. Moving on. Um,. Yes, so they've been doing some research on how that, of course, our urban centres have been pushing temperatures up. Oh. So the number of things that push temperatures up around urban centres and they're looking at ways of creating cooler environments in urban centres. And so if you look at a lot of these new suburbs that are just full of Macca's mansions, uh, you'll notice that black tile roofs are very popular and sometimes you'll see whole suburbs of black Black tile tile roofs with black tarmac on the road, With air conditioners going full blast all day long. And, of course, if you're pumping cold air into the house, you're pumping hot air out, right?
3: Yeah, that's right.
0: And so... Um, the more those air conditioners go, of course, the more the temperature goes up, so the more they have to go. It creates a bit of a vicious cycle. And they're finding that uh, these elements are combining to raise the temperature in these suburbs by around about two degrees, which is significant. Wow, that's terrible. You know, the difference between, you know, 38 and 40, that's, that's, that's significant yeah, degrees. Yeah. S- significant temperature um, increase. And uh, looking at ways of like, okay, how can we think about this and how can we create some cooler Duh. some cooler suburbs? And, of course, the other, the other big thing is that Yamaka's Mansion has, you know, a, a backyard about the size of a postage stamp because nobody wants to mow because everybody's bone lazy. Mm-hmm. And it's um, too
3: hot outside.
2: And, and, <laughs> whatever.
0: <laughs> and, of course, there's no trees. Uh-huh. You know, all of the trees are stripped out. There's no trees. There's no shade. There's black roofs. There's black tarmac. There's air cons going full blast. And it's just all combining to create a vicious cycle that is pushing temperatures through the roof. And, of course, these are colors that then hold the temperature through the night. Yeah. And they radiate that temperature out all night long. And so, you know, you're complaining about, you know, not being able to sleep because it's hot. Outside, and this is one of the one of the
2: things. I just want
3: to say, like, we Was live it? in such a nanny state. I don't understand why the government hasn't made a bunch of laws saying, do you know what? Stuff your fashion and your decor, you know, trends. No one's having a black roof in Australia. That's now a law. That's what should. That's what they should have done. That right? kind of nice in winter. It's too bad. Australia is not. Winter is barely an issue here. We have issues with summer. Like, of all the different stupid laws that they create to make us, you know, safe from ourselves, you think they would have done that one. you think they would have had a bit more of a vested interest in building houses that can cool themselves more efficiently.
0: Yeah, and of course, Australia is one of the worst countries when it comes to um, insulation.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. We 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 just don't insulate. We've got no idea about insulation. Imagine how
0: much we would save just by insulating. I mean, we don't even have double-glazed windows. Where my wife comes from, they have triple-glazed windows.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's incredible. It, it takes nothing to
0: heat those homes through winter when it's thirty below outside. Do you know
3: when I first moved to America? Cause I lived in America for a year. I lived in uh, Michigan, where the winter gets you know pretty yeah, hectic. Yeah, that's pretty decent. And uh, and when I was over, there, I like I was I took over like all my heavy parkers and jackets and puffers and my, you know my long johns and my onesie and just you know, I was just ready for this winter. I didn't need any of it because inside the house is so toasty. It's like yeah, summer right. inside because they know how to insulate. I was like, well, this was all a waste of suitcase space.
0: Yeah, I mean, my, my in-law's house had, uh, you know, six inches of um, fiberglass bats on the outside, um, a foot of fiberglass insulation in the ceiling, um, then had another another uh, another layer of foam on the outside after the six-inch bats, followed by two layers of uh, about an inch and a half of timber, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That place was so easy to warm and to heat. It's yeah. just ridiculous. And of course, it stays cool during summer as well and uses an incredibly minuscule amount of energy. Why don't Australia- Australian homes just use Why massive, not
3: though? massive amounts of energy? Why don't we do that? Is it because it costs too much to build the house? Yeah, we try and keep the cost of
0: building down, but don't think of the long term cost involved in actually then maintaining that building.
3: It's a shame. They need to rearrange it. It's, uh,
0: you know, it's a carryover from our history. We don't have a culture of insulation in this place. We have. you know, a culture of building homes to keep the sun out because when the British came here, they didn't insulate because they don't insulate back there either. And uh, they don't have a a culture of, um, you know, heating and cooling um, around the clock. And it's just, yeah, it's just a different, it's a cultural thing.
3: Do you know what? If you made me queen of Australia, I'd fix this. There you go. I've said it once. I've said it before. Listeners vote for me.
0: (laughs) Changing the subject, Mon, you're off to Africa.
3: Yes, sir. Kenya. A Kenya, I'm so excited, I'm like flying out in like what, less have than two weeks You have heard
0: what just happened in Kenya I
3: have, yeah, I've, I researched it all last night, I looked it up, um And read about it for ages. And I did the thing that I think most people do when they're about to go to a dangerous uh, country where something's just happened. You go on Google Maps and you see how far away your hotel is to the ground zero. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) This is very true. And
3: Uh, I'm grateful to say I'm three hours away from that area. Yeah,
0: and uh, we all need to be praying for you, Mon. Absolutely, And uh, myself as well as I head over to Ethiopia. Uh, Please pray for the Faith FM team. But pray more especially for the families of those who have lost loved ones and for those who are recovering in hospital Mm -hmm. um, or might still be in a critical condition. Our prayers need to be with our friends over there in Africa. Um, I was doing a little bit of research on al-Shabaab. So al-Shabaab has uh, claimed responsibility for this. Of course. And uh, I think that often we're a little bit unfamiliar with these organisations, where they come from, what they do, what their aims are.
3: It was a retaliation, wasn't it?
0: Well, it's it's all very unclear. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's 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 all quite muddy.
3: So, I'm when I heard that there was been a terrorist attack in in Kenya in in uh, in Nairobi, which is where I'm flying into, I was just just devastated. I was and I was pretty afraid. I'm actually really concerned that my parents might find out. <laughs> um,
0: there is this thing called radio mon. Yeah,
3: I know, but I'm yeah. not sure they listen, but. Oh um, thank goodness! But I, I I I know this sounds a bit callous, but I tend to think that countries are often at their safest directly after a terrorist attack because everything's in shutdown, everything's in high alert. Um, you know, and,
0: it, and often the terrorists need a little bit of time to regroup and yeah, and and prepare for the next
3: one. Yeah, and it, which is usually like in years down the track. So but the last one was three years ago in Kenya. Um, it was on the on the anniversary, I think, for three years exactly. So. Hopefully, there'll be three years of, of safety now. So mm. I mean, if you look at 9-11, the most safest time to be in America after was directly after 9-11 because no one's doing anything um, uh, to, to make themselves look good. Everyone's in church. Yeah, and
0: everyone's hyper alert.
3: Yeah, hyper alert and in church, yeah.
0: Yeah, so um, do you know what Al-Shabaab means? The translation. Oh, I've forgotten, but I looked at it. It simply up. means the guys.
3: The... <laughs> Yeah, the guys. That's what it is. That's what That's it means. terrible. The
0: youth, the guys. Oh, no. Um, and so the United States has opened bounties on several of the Al-Shabaab leaders, um, who are mostly uh, Somalis, who were Afghan or Iraq trained. Um, in 2012, they swore allegiance to Al-Qaeda. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that was, as an organization, they were really starting to fall apart and to lose a fair bit of credibility But by linking themselves with something as big as Al-Qaeda, they saw that gave them a certain level of credibility that um, they might not otherwise have had because like, oh, yeah, we have links to Al-Qaeda kind of thing. They're basically extremists
3: looking for a new home.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, They're they're, uh, members. The members are sometimes recruited by force. They're prone to um, infighting and shifting alliances. Uh, it's often clan-related rather than you know, global jihad mm-hmm. um, and made up of primarily you know, eth- ethnic minorities in the south of uh, Somalia. Um, there are currently two branches of it. They split uh, several years ago when the leader of al-Shabaab refused to let any form of aid into uh, the region that they controlled whatsoever at all. Mm-hmm. And so um, now you've got the Foreign Legion and the National Legion, um, which both um, kind of detest each other. And, of course, then you've got foreign fighters from the USA, Malaysia, Pakistan, Yemen, Saudi, and UK.
3: I have to admit, La, when I was reading up about this last night, I kind of just thought to myself, I wish I could just wipe them out. Just a
0: little bit of... Let's pray for the Al Shabab. Yeah. But it does cross your mind, doesn't it? These days, 25% of their forces are now Kenyan, who are young, poverty-driven, overzealous, and looking to make a name for themselves. Anyway, that's Al Shabab. Let's uh, pray for Africa. Let's pray for Kenya. Um, Let's move on with today's show. This is Anthem Lights with the Gospel Medley. I'll
4: fly away, all glory, I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by I'll fly away
0: back everybody you're listening to faith fm 87.6 87.8 or 88 right across australia and joining us in the studio this morning is davis dojic david of course coming back for the first presentation uh, of his weekly series for 2019 welcome back to the show david
5: good to be back lyle good to be back and and um it was good to be away and just kind of oh, have yeah. a holiday
0: Yeah, you know? we've had a bit of a break over the uh,
5: Christmas New Year Tell us all about that, David Where have you been, what have you been up to? <laughs> look, um, because of our business And how busy we are in our, own, in our particular calling mm-hmm. um, uh, Dealing with so many people uh, We look uh, at that time As Jesus says, come and rest a while <laughs> It's important to, to take that time off And, and my, my wife and I had the opportunity to go and rest a while uh, while being on a lovely, lovely economical mind you yeah, yeah. cruise around New Zealand.
0: Oh you were
5: uh, blessed <laughs> Truly really blessed and, and and it's so nice to be to be so to say out of range um, rest enough, sleep enough. Uh, and um, just have that quality time.
0: Yeah, and I must say, David, a very, very well-deserved rest.
5: Oh, thank you, Lionel. Likewise, a lot I... of hard work last year. <laughs> thank you. I'm sure you do too. Actually, I not, not that I'm sure I know.
0: You do. <laughs> uh, it was good to have a break over the holidays. And, you know, the word, the context of these words of Jesus, you know, was that, you know, so many people were coming and going, and they didn't even have a chance to eat; they were so busy. So it was necessary and essential to rest. So he was probably a little bit busier than you and I, but uh, this was so that they could remain healthy and keep functioning. And uh, yeah, we're so glad that um, that you had a, a great uh, and restful time. What did you get up to over the uh, the Christmas? Okay. The, you're back from the cruise for
5: Christmas, That's right? That's right. We came. We came back uh, uh, before Christmas, just before Christmas, and. Uh, um, we kind of usually have a quite busy time uh, around christmas uh, with our church and our families and friends uh, but this time uh, things were a bit different of course we had our usual church service you know uh, uh, during the church uh, worship time on sabbath but but um, uh, actually um, during on that christmas day uh, when we usually have a lot of people coming and and visiting us at home, or we visit our family. This time, actually, we stayed at home, and we just invited a couple of friends who actually did not have anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were on their own, and we thought we'll have a quiet, quiet Christmas, and and we spent uh, spent that time with them, and and it made me think. Uh, it made us think about many people, I'll, uh, who not so much by choice, by but by default or by their circumstances are spending the happy season on their own alone yeah that's a that's a very serious subject um and i can speak from this ex- from
0: a certain level of experience one year we were having Christmas as a family, and there was sort of, you know, nothing that turned up. And we're like, well, that doesn't matter. It's just a day off, and we'll just hang with the the four of us. The kids were quite young at the time. That's right. And so we got up in the morning, you know, did the presents, all that kind of stuff, uh, read the story of Jesus and the birth of Jesus and all of the usual Christmas stuff. And then we sort of sat around and looked at each other, and we suddenly felt really, really lonely. Wow. And I've never experienced anything like it before. And from that day to this, every Christmas, we do the same. We, we just find some other people that have nowhere to go and invite them to
5: our house. And we, we have the best Christmases ever. Well, that's, that's very true. That's um, You know, unfortunately, around this time, uh, um, as you said, because people are quite lonely, uh, people can't cope really that, that Christmas is, is not a season that they're looking forward to our new year mm. and and um, yes yeah, so it's kind of interesting Lyle that uh, relationships Australia they regularly publish uh, some statistics that relates to the spike of depression around Christmas time according to their research uh, <laughs> get this Christmas is considered as one of the six most stressful life events along with divorce moving house and changing jobs
0: you know David I would not have put it up there with uh, divorce moving house and changing jobs but it is definitely a stressful event there's no <laughs> question that stre- Christmas is stress and you know when when uh, you know October comes around and you see the Christmas decos go out it uh, it just sort of Places a certain tension
5: in the air. Uh, well, that's very, very true. Uh, kind of uh, in, in one of one of uh the surveys uh, that surveyed uh, three thousand people. Eighty-six percent of people, of those who were surveyed, reported that they find buying presents <laughs> to be difficult. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, stress- put my hand up st- for that one. Stressful, uh, and sixty-five percent uh, uh, reported Christmas stopping, uh, shopping. I mean, uh, 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 as a very stressful experience. I, mean, I I would say I don't like it either. No. no. <laughs> uh, and, and 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 the nation is a lot more. If I can put a quote unquote Christian, then then our nation, our nation here is quite secular, uh, a nation uh, like North America. In their surveys, they reported that 45% of respondents dreaded the festive season. Got that? So it's stressful for a lot of people.
0: Their festive season is a little bit more uh, stretched than ours because it starts with Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then New Year you know, then Valentine's Day, and it just sort of drags on and on and on. That's true. Um, and it's quite quite the season. But, that's uh, very true. Yeah. I wonder if there's any information available about the age and gender of people um, who are prone to get to depressed around Christmas yeah. time. So, is, so, is so is who, a,
5: who gets depressed more, Male uh-huh. or females, older or younger? Well, yes, yes, uh, th- th- there is some, some interesting stats. Uh, according, again, to Re- uh, Re- Relationships Australia, there is some uh, revealing information available. In one of their surveys uh, recently uh, done, maybe in the last three or four years, uh, and there were about 1,700 people uh, that were surveyed. Uh, It was an online survey and and just under 80% of uh, survey respondents, like 79%, identified as female. Uh, and and so 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 and ninety percent of survey respondents were aged between twenty to fifty nine, with the highest number of responses collected for women aged thirty to thirty nine years. Uh, uh, so so the demographic profile of survey respondents remains consistent mm. over the past past a few years. So so it's kind of interesting that that more of those who responded being unhappy, you know, uh, uh, were of female uh, gender. Between 30 and
0: 39.
5: That's right. That's right. Right. That
0: is most interesting. I find these uh, statistics fascinating. Um, You know, I expected that it would be more the elderly who would be prone to depression in Uh, general, and especially, you know, if they are lonely... Um, around Christmas, New Year time, when families and friends get together to celebrate, you know, you get some older folk who uh, just sort of never really see anyone.
5: Yeah, Lyle, actually, that's a valid point. That, that's how I kind of uh, thought as well. And and maybe there is some actually uh, uh, truth in that as well. The survey conducted by Relationship Australia was an online survey, and it's very likely that some of the elderly people were not actually responding mm-hmm. because they might, might not have been, you know... Uh, connected to the the internet or or internet savvy and and so on and so on, but but there is no question that actually uh, elderly people, um, especially those who are disconnected from their families, would have actually felt the pinch around Mm. in this festive season.
0: Now, I understand that uh you know okay so this is these stats that, these are stats here that you um, are showing that you know the situation is changing more and more young people are getting depressed. Um, do you have other material that backs that up
5: well uh, look first of all maybe let's it's it 's it's worth saying that between ten to fifteen percent of the older adults experience depression and approximately ten percent experience anxiety but this is quite interesting because maybe uh, most of us or uh, maybe a number of our listeners would have somebody maybe in in a nursing home you know or 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 by themselves and and so rates of depression among people living in residential aged care facilities are believed to be much higher around 35 percent but but actually younger generation you know uh also gets very much depressed uh, and and so so um it's actually one in seven uh, of young people, according to some surveys, so four uh between four uh, actually aged four to seventeen years experience mental health condition in any given year, so young people are less likely than any other age group to seek professional help, and that's actually. That's quite serious because yeah. what do you think? What do you think that is, Lyle?
0: Well, you've got, yeah, and, 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 and maybe we should come back in a moment and talk about that question right there. Yeah. Um, and, and look into some of those reasons as to why they are not looking for professional help. Um, right now we're going to take a break. And uh, we will come back after this song and continue looking at rates of depression and also, you know, what we can do about it, how we can find help and how it does hit pretty hard at this time of year. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back everybody. We're here with Davis Dorgic with the very first of his weekly presentations for 2019. We were just talking about depression, particularly depression around Christmas time, the That's festive right. season in general. That's right. And how it does spike and noticing the rise of it amongst younger people. And the thing that I guess that was particularly concerning about that statistic was that younger people are much less likely to look for Help. Professional help. That's right. Why
5: is that? Okay, so uh, Lyle, uh, both of us are, are fathers and parents, <laughs> and and we're also pastors, uh, so we, we deal with a lot of young people, and and it's just so beautiful. Young people are full of energy and enthusiasm, and so on and so on. But the pressures these days that young people are experiencing are enormous. And one thing, actually, that 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 uh, maybe one of the reasons why young people when they're depressed that, that uh, why they're not looking seeking professional help is because they're very self-conscious. they 're very self conscious they would think, what would my friends think of me if actually they found out that i 'm depressed that i 'm being treated, even adults, even mature adults these days like we, we constantly run as you know depression anxiety recovery programs, uh, and you actually host them in your mm-hmm. own uh, in your own church as well absolutely and these programs and and, and Getting people into these programs is not always easy, even though those who come to the programs, they say that they actually change their life. But people are concerned and worried about those stigmas. And if there is a segment of the society that is extremely worried about their image and what will, you know, my peers think about uh, it's actually the the, the, the younger generations, so and I guess with the younger
0: generation too, just sort of thinking about it, you know, these are the ones who are usually single people. That's right. And it's not a great thing on your resume for finding a partner to be under treatment for depression. I mean, this is a perception that is out there.
5: Absolutely, whether whether people are uh, hunting for a job, whether they they, they, they um, uh, like I know somebody who is a young person who is looking, uh, uh, trying to to kind of get into into a particular field. And in that field, uh, um, to enter into that field, there is there is a requirement for him to have a full medical, as uh, so say, checkup. And, and, and he's been depressed through a circumstance, it was a circumstantial depression. Mm-hmm. And, and he's now very worried or concerned that actually if uh, the results come that he's been depressed, that he may not enter and be or be able to be accepted into that field of work. And so there are a lot of considerations and reasons why, uh, why um, all people, but particularly younger people, uh, are concerned and worried about, you know, their image. What would my friends think? What would, you know, the profession in which I am think, or whatever?
0: I think I think we'd all agree that treatment is much better um Than just uh, prevention
5: is better than cure. Prevention <laughs> is better than cure,
0: and treating it, and particularly by coming to you know one of the kind of programs that we run. That's right, uh, depression recovery programs, and you run them on a fairly constant basis. Um, which deals with it, you know, in natural ways, is just infinitely better and going to give you infinitely better prospects, whether it's with work or with finding a partner or anything like that. That's right. uh, Than letting it go untreated and trying to like, oh, I'm going to pretend like there's nothing wrong. That's got to be probably the worst scenario ever.
5: Part of being emotionally intelligent, actually, is being able to recognize emotions and manage in ourselves or others. So, So actually during those uh, depression and anxiety recovery programs, as you said, we, we approach it very holistically. And we also teach people that actually it's not a sign of weakness to seek help. It's actually a sign of strength and wisdom. Mm. Uh, when we know our own limitations and we actually seek help, uh, and then we can help other people as well.
0: Absolutely. Now, David, this is something that you're really passionate about, um, holistic health, physical, social, mental, spiritual and this is why you've established the health promotion charity called Four D Living Lifestyle Health Clinic, clinic right here in Newcastle. That's right. Um, so local to the breakfast show uh, to educate people about holistic health, um, so that you know they can experience the greatest possible, the the greatest possible quality of life. Uh, now you're in a unique position because. You're both a pastor and a qualified counselor. So you can integrate spirituality into this mo- model of holistic health. I find that uh, really important because so often, you know, in the government run uh, programs, they, I- I've spoken to counselors who feel that they are, they have their hands, you know, one hand tied behind their back because they are unable to address the spiritual side of things. Um, why is this important to you, and what programs to the community will, be, will you be running here in Newcastle? Okay, uh, next, so, next so
5: thank you for asking. I, I truly am passionate about this, as you know, mm. uh, because we need to look at life holistically. If actually we help people with the, with the, with one side of 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 their life, with the, their physical health, or or mental health. Uh, or their relational health, but we actually don't uh, give them the foundation, which actually is spiritual side of things. As as um, a, a very renowned author, Stephen Covey, said, spiritual intelligence is the most important intelligence because it actually uh, uh, gives, provides guidance to all other intelligences. So, so actually when we are talking about here uh, uh, our, our particular spirituality and connection to god in our case obviously that's our relationship with our creator god the christians that actually that is the foundation and and when we read the scripture i like this scripture lyle in 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 third john verse two there's only one chapter there Uh, john the beloved apostle says beloved i pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers, uh, so here we have the link between the body, or our physical side, and our soul, which our spiritual, mental, emotional side of our being, which is actually totality of ourselves. It's a very holistic uh, thing, you know. Uh, so we need. Both uh, to have good health, you know, a physical side, a relational side, a spiritual side, and God' desire. God's desire is that we are healthy in every sphere of our life. Uh, Christ said, He came. To give us life more abundantly in John ten ten. So, and then there is Lyle. Sorry, I'm being a bit no, long-winded. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. But a bit, <laughs> bit passionate. Then there is another beautiful text in the Old Testament, and God is speaking here to the uh, here um, uh, through the King Solomon, uh, actually to the King Solomon, and he says in Proverbs chapter four verses twenty to twenty-two. I love this word, this 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 portion of the Bible here. He says, my son. God speaks to King Solomon. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. So here is the direct link between our spiritual life, the word of God, paying attention to the word of God, and our obedience to God's will as expressed in His Word and our health. So I would like to encourage people at the beginning of this year to pay attention to the Word of God and their spiritual life as this is the important ingredient of her, of their health.
0: Mm, most definitely, David. Thank you so much for sharing that, and and just love to hear that passion coming through <laughs> in your voice right there. Okay, so give us a bit of a uh, a quick preview of what's coming up for this year. You are somebody who is constantly running programs in the Newcastle area, and I would like to encourage anybody in the Newcastle area, Central Coast, uh, Hunter Region, um, you know, all the way up to Port Stephens. If you're anywhere within an hour or so's drive book in for some of these programs. What do we got coming up, David?
5: Okay, so we have. I'll, I'll just give a very quick rundown. We've just started uh, with with uh, a lifestyle education program by Diabetic Health Clinic uh, here in, in, in Newcastle. We've just got, we start this past Sunday evening and Monday we repeat sessions uh, Sunday evening from 6 to 8 p.m., Monday from 10 to 12. Uh, in two sessions we just had about 50 people here coming from the area uh, who would like to improve their lifestyle, to be informed, you know about what lifestyle how the lifestyle impacts on, on, on our chronic development of chronic diseases
0: particularly diabetes or are you covering other ones as well uh, so,
5: so program is, is useful for pre-diabetics diabetics, those who are overweight and would like to, to, to lose some weight those who would like to boost their immune system and detox so really when you look at that who is out of that uh, uh, out of the, of that kind of uh, uh, you know uh, framework so yeah i 'm a
0: pretty healthy person, but I could even in, improve something from uh, this program i 'm sure
5: that 's right so, so and then following that Lyle when we finish that program we'll run depression anxiety recovery program, and then after that you know a uh, summer mid year we will start with longevity lifestyle program by Dr. Arlen Taylor, who is actually um, it's a twelve week program that actually is aiming to again uh help people to live the longest possible uh, uh, time with the best quality of life.
0: Fantastic, David. Of course, if you would like to know more about the programs that David runs in the local area, 1-800-324-843 is our number. And uh, you can give us a call. We can give you all the details there. Thank you so much for joining us again, David. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we'll move on with this song right now.
4: My soul thirsts for you and my flesh yearns for you In a dry and weary land where there is no
3: to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio. Do you enjoy fantastic food, fun, friends and fellowship? Sure do. Then join us at the Philos Food Hub. For $5, you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well. Wow. Where? At the Adventist Church on Newcastle Road, Wall's End, number sixty-three.
0: Is that the big, iconic A-frame church near the roundabout?
3: Sure is, and it starts ten a.m. every Thursday.
0: Great! I'll see you
2: there.